Eat that box in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Forever waiting for someone to like us. Bitches love record players. Okay, don't swallow it, that's gross. Hello, my little sex kittens. This is Raven, and welcome to Raven After Dark. Meow, bitches. It's another Titty Tuesday, and we have a tantalizing episode. Meow, bitches. It's another Titty Tuesday, and I have a tantalizing episode for you. This episode is different from episodes I've done in the past. I know I've said that before. I was thinking about that when I was thinking about what I was going to say in this intro, but it actually really is. Um, I met this individual about a month or so ago through a friend, and he called me one day and was like, you got to meet this girl. She has a crazy story to share. So we're going to talk about some pretty heavy stuff. Uh, We're going to talk about some pretty serious stuff, but then we're also going to laugh about things. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We ended up talking for two hours total, so I am going to split this episode into two. Uh, The first part is talking about her early life in the church, and then the second life, or, and then the second half... The second half is talking about her leaving the church and where she's at currently. So it's a pretty cool story, and I really hope you guys enjoy. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen and non-gender conforming individuals, we have a super exciting guest on. I met this magical lady, what, three weeks ago? I think it was something like that. Three weeks ago, less than a month ago, through a friend, and she has a wild story for us that she's going to share today, and a pretty crazy experience that I think a lot of us won't be able to relate to, and that's what makes (laughs) it so interesting and so fascinating. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, Kalila. Welcome, my dear. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and hanging out. I really appreciate you spending time with me. Of course. Okay, so before we get into all the craziness of the story, I would like you to explain for people who don't know, what is the FLDS Church? Okay, so if you know what Mormons are, then um, they they started back in the time of Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith started the Mormon Church. Um, Brigham Young was the second prophet he brought um the people back across the plains um joseph smith started polygamy um and then brigham young then john taylor took over after that um one of his one of the people in the priesthood um in the higher places that made decisions too was named wilford woodruff okay um he um the story that i was told and that i heard is that he had some kind of vision and was told to write a paper ending plural marriage okay um and because it had been tainted that's what he said and so he basically um wrote a paper up called um what was it called (laughs) Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but he wrote a paper ending some paper ending the and signed it and had everybody sign it in the priesthood or in the head of the priesthood, but um, John Taylor didn't sign it. Okay, which John Taylor was the actual priesthood head. Okay, so 
<clears throat> being the fact that John Taylor chose not to, but most of the other people chose to, they can then um, he was the one that was kicked out, right? But he still had the people that wanted to follow him and continued to follow him and live plural marriage. And that is the FLDS community. That's where we come, yes. And they lived in hiding for a long time. So okay. there was John Taylor. I'm not exactly sure if I'm right on these orders, but... Um, Lawrence C. Woolley, um, John Woolley, they were they were related somehow. Um, John Y. Barlow, Uncle Roy, which was when they finally started actually coming out, was Uncle Roy, and that's the first ones that we started calling Uncle as well. What's the difference between Uncle and? <clears throat> um, well, I don't know why, but we just always called. From Uncle Roy, we'd call Uncle Roy, Uncle Rulin, Uncle Warren. Okay. Those were, those were the, the, the order of the prophets. So, but John Y. Barlow was, like, still in hiding. He tried to bring it out, and he did a little bit, but Uncle Roy was the actual one that brought it out of hiding and made it more public, and he's the one that settled in Short Creek. And um, that's up in... Um, Utah, on the border of Arizona and Utah. And that's um, where you grew up? Um, yes and no. I lived there from after I was six. Okay. Um, I was actually born in Salt Lake. Um, Uncle Roy, when he first came there, he, he named it Short Creek because it had a little creek running through it. Okay. It was small at that time. They could, like, spots, they could jump over it. Okay. Um, but eventually, it, they had to make it into an actual town to live there. And it, because it was on the border, then they had to do two different names. So it's Hilldale, Utah, and Colorado City, Arizona. Okay. Um, but for us, we just call it the Crick. the Crick. We just nicknamed it the Crick. And, and that's just for the whole it's, area. Is this just our generation? Yeah. Like the people that are older, they don't call it the Crick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they call it by their actual names. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just it's just a thing we do, and a lot of people like be like, it's not how you say it, and we're like. We know. <laughs> we have our own way of doing it. That's what the cool right. kids say. We're from the crick. We're from the crick. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> um, but mm, they did make us feel like we were kind of better than everybody else. That's how the, like, the teachings that we were taught. That you guys were elite because you believed. Right. right. And they give you that, they give you that feeling. And, uh, I, I definitely know what that feels like. Yeah, to feel like you're above everybody. About, I like a, when you go out into the world and you see everybody else, you're like, oh, I'm this, and they don't know anything about it. They're all going to burn in hell because right. they don't have their hair done a proper way. Right. That's so <laughs> crazy to think about. Okay, so let's start to get into the more interesting things about your life. So you have a really big family. I do. Um, I'm the baby of 29. <laughs> Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> the baby of 29. Wow. I know. Wow. Um, my dad had two wives. Okay. First wife had 17 children. Jesus Christ. <laughs> my mom got married, didn't have children for seven years, and then she had 12 children. Um, only two of the children are the same age. The last of my first mom um, and the first of my mom's. They're the only two that are the same age. So what's the range from like, what's the oldest sibling and then you're 26? So uh, my oldest sibling right now is almost 70. 
Yeah, he's <laughs> almost 70. <laughs> wow. I'm 26, yep. That's insane. It, um, my dad was born in 1930, and I think he had his first child at 18. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then is, is your family close? Do they all still talk? Um, so my first mom, Maureen, she actually left and took all of her children when my mom had her first child. So that's not your birth mom. That's your dad's first mom or first, first sorry, wife, first wife, yes. first like family, you could call it. Okay. Right. Because they were all born before mom had hers. Right. Okay. Like most all of them were like the only ones that overlap were the last and the first anyways. So when mom had her first child, she, Maureen took all of her children and left and told dad she wasn't going to do it anymore. Um, and dad chose to stay with my mom and continue having more children. And then he didn't get married after your mom again. He just had the two, the two wives. Yeah. Just the two. Okay. Okay. Just the two. (laughs) So then with your siblings, with your mom, do you talk to all of them? Um, and no, not all of them, but I do talk to, so two of them are still in the church. Okay. Um, they won't talk to me. I did talk to my sister that's still in the church with 10 children, 10 children, 10 children, with their vaginas. That's all I think about. It's just vagina lips flapping in the wind, like 17 kids. I just, it's crazy. That is. <clears throat> I can't imagine that one. Uh, uh, one of them is twins. One of them is twins. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand how she did it. I don't understand how a lot of them did it because they're not the only ones. Like, they're, like it was normal out there to have 10 kids for one, one mom to have 10 kids. It's quite like 7 to 10. Because they believe the more children you have, it gives you a higher chance of getting into heaven. Something like that? I'm not sure if they exactly believe that. It's just, as far as my knowledge, they just weren't allowed to have any kind of protection. So sex was meant to make babies. That's it. So that was pretty much every time you guys had sex, you had a kid. Right. When they had sex, they didn't pull out. You can't mm-hmm. use a condom. You can't use anything because it's, it's child murder. Whoa. Yeah. Using a condom is child murder. And pulling out. So, and jerking <laughs> off. So, like, the, the boys oh were God. taught not to jerk off. Wow. Yeah. That sounds terrible. <clears throat> I know. I, I remember mom getting mad at my brothers for doing it, too. <laughs> a couple times when I was younger. It was just briefly. I didn't really know what was happening. But yeah. now that I think about it, I know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so you're one of 12 siblings. Yes. Um, what did you guys do for fun growing up? What was that like? Because you didn't have internet. How, um, what, what did you... It's a lot of kids to hang out with. So I don't really remember from the time I was... Like, six was when I lived up in Salt Lake. I do remember that we had a dog. We had a really big dog that I liked. I was a very, like, closed-off child. So... My mom, right after I was born, she had surgery. She went into surgery. Okay. And she was in bed for a whole year after. So, oh, wow. So my sister, the same one that has the 10 kids, mm-hmm. um, she raised me. Okay. She raised me. But she got married when I was three. How much older is she than you? Almost like 15 years, I think. Dang. Okay. Yeah, so she was, she's, she was seven. Oh, sorry. So she'd be 14. She was 17, almost 18, 
<clears throat> when she got married, and I was barely three. Wow. Um, so she raised me until I was three. Um, and when she got married, then they, they have pictures of me. I don't remember any of this, but they have pictures of me holding a tissue to my nose. Okay. Just for a, Mom said I'd do it for a whole year. It was like never dirty. I just hold it there and just like keep my hand over my mouth and my nose. Interesting. And I wouldn't talk to anybody. So it was kind of like a security blanket thing for you. And it was something. right after, it was after Amy left. So, okay, that makes sense. It's a trauma of yeah. some sort. And you're, you're three, so you don't know how to process that. And it doesn't seem like they really talked about mental health there. Mm-mm. And so there know. was. We didn't know what therapists were. Yeah. We didn't know. There's no talk of anything of like trying to. Well, because then that wouldn't be. I feel like that would go against what you guys believe. Because we taught to keep sweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pray and obey. <laughs> okay, so so that phrase "keep sweet." Can you talk to me about that more? Because that that's a big thing, and with the the thing on Netflix, like that's what it's called. Well, like it was just it was everywhere. Like they would always be like, you hear it in the songs, "keep sweet, keep sweet, no matter what." For it's a matter of life or death. For heaven's sake, keep sweet. Like, like don't get angry, don't. Um, show your emotions like like just keep sweet just, just bury it if you feel yeah. something bury it if you Oof. question something put it on the shelf you know if you can't understand it put it on the shelf and believe put it on the shelf I remember hearing that in the documentary just put it on the shelf yeah we were taught oh yeah mom would mom would repeat that all the time I'd be like what about this she'd be like just put it on the shelf just push those feelings down. Just right. Suppress them. <laughs> and I did. I was a, I, I very much am a fawn type of yeah. person. I would always like, close in. Me crying when I was younger was always behind, like hidden somewhere. I was hiding somewhere when okay. I cried. Interesting. Because that just wasn't encouraged or they would have just been like, stop crying. Like, keep sweet. Like, what are you doing? You're not being sweet. Right. Right. Wow. Right. There was just like no love in my family either. Like, we didn't give hugs. What? Yeah, we just, we would give handshakes. Handshakes? Handshakes, yeah. Well, I, actually, my first boyfriend showed me really what a real hug was. Really? <laughs> yeah. How old were you when that happened? I was, like, maybe 23. <laughs> what? <laughs> so was was that something that was just your family or was that just how you were all raised? Like nobody hugged each other. That um, wasn't a socially acceptable thing to do. Some of the families out there were very huggy, but there actually was a point in the United Order that they were like, don't hug. Just hand, give a handshake, you know. Just handshakes. Right. So there was just like, they did encourage it eventually. But like, I know families like my, my ex, different the way that they um, even dealt with their family household. So there is so many ranges. There's yeah. Everybody got treated in so many different ways, like just because Dang. of their parents. So when you guys were kids, what was your like routine during the mornings and days at nights? Like what would you guys, like what was a normal day for you? So um, eventually it got stricter and stricter, but we were required to be up by... Um, the first time that I actually heard was 5 a.m. and be in bed by 10 p.m. So those were our curfew and have to be up. You have to be out of bed or you are, um, so, what are you? You're sinning. You're sinning. 
Yes. God says you can't <laughs> and, and sleep this in. And actually a part of the United Order thing, like the, all, you know, the hand, the washing and everything too. But, um, so we'd get up, we'd, we were supposed to be all dressed and have our hair combed and everything, but trust me, that did not always happen. We would just go into class, um, and class was usually at six o'clock, 5.30 or six, depending on the family or your work schedule. Um, but we would have morning and night class. Um, and so I told you about the prophets, Uncle Roy, yes. Uncle Rulin, mm-hmm. Uncle Warren. So Uncle Roy and Uncle Rulin had sermon books written up. So they had a set of a volume, eight books per set, eight books of Uncle Roy's and eight books of Uncle Rulin's. Okay. We would read Uncle, I can't, I can't remember. Uncle Roy was at night. We'd read Uncle Roy at night and Uncle Rulin in the morning. One or the other. Okay. We'd read one of them. Actually, Uncle Roy was in the morning. It was. Uncle Rulin was at night. <coughs> so we, we were supposed to read a sermon out of that. And usually it was just like one of us. Eventually, like they assigned it to like, you read today, you read today. But some of us are just so like really terms. shitty readers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh God, it's Tony today. Like I hate right. his voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's Alvin. Oh, that's a whole other story. Alvin. I love that name. That sounds more appropriate for that community than Tony. <laughs> Alvin. I love that. There's a whole story behind that. Um, so you said something right now about hand washing. What What was the hand washing thing? Oh, my God. Um, so we were required to um, clean our homes from top to bottom, right? And this is also something that started in the United Order. Quick pause on the pause from that. What is the United Order? What is that? Okay, okay. So the United Order started in 2012. Um, It was basically where Warren said, everybody has to be interviewed and you have to see if you're worthy to be a part of, (laughs) to be a part of this order, the United Order. So that's like a... It's the FLDS community, but like we're trying to like refine Almost it. Almost like and the they, temple, you know? Okay. Where you're getting, getting higher ordinances, right? Or you're getting and going on to another level of teaching. Okay. If you get what I mean. So you're like upgrading kind of. Yes. And, and, uh, but if you... Here, okay, so we all got interviewed. We were members or non-members. I, got, I was a member. Okay. I got in. Um, my mom did not get in. Um, and we didn't know why we all got interviewed like by ourselves. Okay. Um, and we would just like get asked this list of questions that we answered and like how they felt about us. They would go by how they felt if we felt like we were lying or if they felt like we were just like troublemakers, I guess. I don't know. They just, it was, it was Lyle Jeffs that did all of the interviews. Okay. He's the one that everybody hates also. Okay. Everybody hates him. Why like, does everyone hate him? Because he's the one that did it all. He's the one that okay. actually applied everything that Warren was like, do this, do this, do this. Lyle was the one pushing it. Okay. Lyle was there in person. Okay. <laughs> um, and he put a lot of people through shit. He sent everybody away. Well, that's... That's a whole nother thing. That's okay. We're going too fast now. We're going to get into that. Yeah, no, there's so many layers to this. There's there's so much I want to ask you about. It's just wild. Okay. So the, the order is trying to figure out who the like elitist people are. Right. So they're separating everybody. They're weeding out the people. Like they're weeding, 
us and like separating us literally so the people that didn't get in they got sent away right no no they didn't get sent away they would just be non-members so they live in separate homes well we didn't even know when we were first getting in the united order we didn't really know what was going on we were just like this is happening you're getting interviewed you're getting into this thing you know and everything's gonna change if you're in it and if you're not in it then everything's gonna change for you too whatever it was just like so much so much like fear and like like one of my brothers left because he's like i'm not gonna get in so he just peaced out he's like i don't even want to try i'm just gonna yeah he was just like i'm out damn um so i mean you just i guess if you know you know but anyways so cleaning the house this new ordinance of everything you're supposed to do air quote right so that was one of the first things we were taught is to clean our homes from ceiling to the bottom like we would have to clean every surface everything in the drawers we'd reorganize everything would come off the shelves and be put back on clean everything every single day no 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 we would every month once every month month, okay we'd go from the top to bottom so like i would be assigned to clean all the cupboards in the kitchen right or someone would be assigned to go through the house and clean all the ceilings and the walls and we'd like make charts and stuff Mm -hmm. but like you had your specific way of that you were supposed to clean it like um (coughs) clean rags Clean rags, you're only supposed to grab them with your right hand because your right hand is your clean hand and your left hand is your dirty hand. So... <laughs> what? When, when <laughs> Wait a second. Your right hand is the clean hand? How, how do they determine what's a clean hand and what's a dirty hand? It was just like, uh, they just told us that. They and said you, your right hand's clean. And you're like, okay, cool. Your left hand's dirty and when you grab something that is clean, you grab it with your right hand and you then can touch it also with your left hand, but primarily use your right hand to wash everything. Okay. Like we would, if unless we needed to use our left hand, then we would. Okay. But if we didn't need to use it, then it was just supposed to take the dirty rag and put it in the dirty, right? And also with our laundry baskets, uh, there was, you were never supposed to, um, if you had had clothes that were dirty in the laundry basket and you got your clothes clean, you weren't supposed to put them back in that laundry basket without cleaning it first. Wait. Or having a separate one for the clean and one dirty, right? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So you okay. have to clean your laundry basket out. You have to make it a clean laundry basket. What? I don't think I've ever cleaned my laundry basket. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Okay. Um, and also putting our clothes on. Um, we weren't supposed to let any of our clothes touch the floor. Touch the floor. That's all the. Ins- that's what. That's what the instruction was. And we would wear long underwear first off. Okay. Long underwear. The girls would wear their underpants, their bra, and leggings. Um, a slip, and then the dress. So you have four layers. One, t- one, two, well, three, four, five, six pieces altogether. Wow. Right. <laughs> it's a lot. And like, <clears throat> like we were just required to wear it. We were required to wear the long underwear and everything. So putting the long underwear on without it touching the floor 
was a very difficult <laughs> thing for me to do because they're long underwear. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you do that? So my tactic was put a towel on the toilet. And I don't even know why the fuck I did this still because nobody <laughs> saw me. Yeah. No, God I saw did. you. God was watching you. I did it. <laughs> I still did it. I would lay the towel out on the toilet. Also, just because like after I started doing it, I'm like, this is probably more sanitary. Yeah. Um, um, and then I would just like put my underwear, like hold it up in the air and let it just drop onto the toilet. And okay. then I just put it on, like put my foot up on the toilet, put one leg on, put the other leg on. Interesting. And then finish pu- pulling it up over my arms. And it would never touch the floor, touch the toilet. But, that has the, the towel the on towel. it, the towel on top of the that's, toilet. That's clean. Yeah. And if course. anything, <laughs> if your clothes are clean and they touch the floor, they are now dirty and you need to wash them again. I wear the same shirt sometimes <laughs> for like a week. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, what about after we get dressed in the morning and then we go into class and then we are supposed to kneel down on the floor to say prayer? Dirty. It's dirty. Now do we have to go change? And they're like, no, don't be stupid. I'm like, oh, don't what? be stupid about that. <laughs> but I fucking, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and now that I talk about it, I'm... <laughs> yeah, it's it was a lot. It was definitely a lot of brainwashing. What's so crazy about it all is that to you it wasn't brainwashing. That's mm-hmm. all that you knew and everybody else around you is doing it. So it wasn't weird because you didn't yeah. know any better. And that's what's so crazy with this whole thing in cults because ultimately that's what it is. It's a cult when you think about it. But I mean, everything can be a, a cult to an extent. Like going to the gym is a cult and like fitness and right. people that are into like anime and shit. But like... Religious cults, I feel like, are the most intense they ones. Are. But it's you just you didn't know any better, you know, and nobody was talking about it. Nobody, from what I understand and what I saw in the um, in the series, like you guys didn't really go anywhere, and you just stayed in your community, and you just hung out with the same people all the time, and um, it was very close knit and very tight to the chest. It depended. It depended on the family because a lot of the boys did work outside of the community. Like my brothers, I grew up with my brothers working on crews everywhere. Like they would go out, they'd go to New Mexico and they'd stay there for a month at a time. They'd just get a house there and they'd all live there and they'd all work on the same job. Right. And we have really, there's really good companies out there. There's really big multimillion dollar companies actually still that are still run out there. Um, so, I mean, they have really, really good work ethics. But as far as us going out and about, we went and seen our brothers when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I came down here to Phoenix and, or, and Tucson, actually, when I was, like, 12. So, like, we would travel. So, if we had vehicles, we had, tr- yeah. we had a lot of trucks, actually, out there. So, it wasn't like we were completely isolated like that. It's just that we were... Like, we wouldn't be allowed to do this. I wouldn't be allowed to come and sit at your house with you ever. Like, I could do business with you. But, like, the girls, for the most part, we would have jobs in the community, but not a lot outside of the community. And, okay. And, and even if we did have them outside of the community, we would never really go and hang out with the Gentiles. Because you guys are Gentiles. Gentiles. Right. Sounds like genitals. I love it. <laughs> 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 oh my god uh, yeah it does it does it's it's a weird word but you guys are gentiles and i am an apostate 
Okay, what does that mean? That you're, means that you're I, prostate. That I know better. That you know better. I freaking know better. <laughs> the veil has been lifted. She is hashtag woke. <laughs> no, I know better than being out here. I should be in there being obedient. You know, I know I've been taught better. So I'm an apostate. I'm a bad person because I know better. Yeah. Right? I've been taught. You guys haven't. Ah, interesting. Yes. Okay, so is that... Does that word have a negative connotation to it? Like, is it an yes. insult? Okay. Well, not an insult, but more like a, you're an outcast. Okay. Right. Shun the non-believer. Right. Yes. That we were very, very shunned. Like, oh, there's an apostate. Oh, my God. There's an apostate. We would do that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they do it to me. Yeah. To- I know oh, my they gosh. Do. Totally. totally. I 100% know it. So... You should send this podcast to them and be like, hey, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> See what they think of they it. Be like, they would probably go read me that sermon. Uncle Elmer would be like, Cleela, you need to come follow Helaman. No, I can totally see him calling me up being like, come to Helaman. No. Like, no, thank you. No. I'm not going there. <laughs> no, Uncle Elmer is, oh, no. Uncle Elmer is my caretaker. A, you're a glimmer? Uncle Elmer. Uncle, Uncle Elmer. Uncle Elmer. Elmer, he's my mom's brother. Okay. Um, um, yeah, most of my brothers don't really like him. Okay. Um, and his own family. Most of his own family doesn't really like him, but he's currently out there um, having them follow Helaman right now. What does that mean? Helaman is the new, um, the new guy that has popped up. So... <laughs> Interesting. I haven't heard about this. Right, right. But there, there's an article um, somewhere online about it. I haven't actually like read it, but I have heard people talking about that. There's an article about the new prophet, the new Warren Jeffs. He's like bringing Warren Jeffs back, and that's what this whole thing that I let you read. You've seen that the name on it on this Instagram was Helaman Jeffs. Okay. Right. So these prophecies, Helaman is bringing them around being like, look, Warren's talking again. Is that a good thing that Warren's talking? Or because well, they think it is. Yes. The people that are in it are obviously going to yeah. come to him and be like, okay, here's my tithing. Mm-hmm. Give, giving all their money to him. So then is Warren the one saying that this guy is a new prophet because he's in jail? Who knows? <laughs> Bad Who point. knows? Valid point. <laughs> Like, maybe we go ask the prison people if Warren's actually being, like, calling in and giving Mm -hmm. these prophecies. And, like, you could probably check the records that way. But, honestly, anybody could go out there. If they really had enough power and enough sway over the people, like him, because he's Warren's brother. Mm -hmm. He's Warren's brother. Remember that? (laughs) So he's got some sway. So why is is Warren Jeff in jail right now? Um, I'm not sure how many, but they have him for several life sentences. Yeah. Um, but he's like the list. If you look at online, it says rape, um, a child, something about like marrying children. Oh, he had quite a few child brides. Or yes, being involved with child brides and stuff like that. And, and like marrying, marrying people or children to other men. Yeah. And did you know that there has been like, I think some of them are out now, but there was actually 10 other men out there that were arrested at one point. For doing the same or, thing? Well, not all at the same time, 
but they're close around the same time, within the same two years. They were arrested for one reason or another, like somebody like came after all of them. And I'm not sure the details, but some of them are out now. But I do think this, like one of them I know had 75 years. That's not long enough. <laughs> they need and to these be in, are all in this for, life in These the are all for, um, because Warren, like, married them to somebody. To right? an underage so girl. how I see these men is they were just doing what Warren wanted. Like, they were just following Warren. So yeah. I actually don't see them as, like, being that bad person, like, like they're in jail for. Like, it's Warren. It's yeah. still Warren. Like, they're good people. Yeah, they're just puppets. Yes. And they are paying for for being one god that is so crazy to think about yeah oh my god yeah i remember seeing that thing i don't even he had like a room full of wives because then didn't he get his dad's wives when his dad passed yes yes not not all of them got married to him i think there's a few of them that were that i don't know why i didn't but but yeah he married when when ruland died he married he married all of his wives and and that's one thing that made a lot of people like really cringe about Warren. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the men, like um, especially the men that knew a lot. Mm. Yeah, especially like his brothers that were there. Like, like they said in the show. Um, one of his brothers said something about he's like weird around that time. He was just like really weird and secretive. Yeah. Like, and kept Rulin, like, off. And I've actually heard some conspiracies about pe- from people out there that were like, we wonder if um, Warren played some part in his dad's death. Really? Yes. Ooh. But there's no proof in it. But even if there was proof in it, would it really matter at this point? Yeah, and I feel like people are going to want to believe what they want to believe. They're you going know to. I mean? Exactly. So they they'd will. be like, he couldn't do that. Like, he's yeah. Prophet. No way. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Because they believe that his dad, what was his name? Rulin. Yeah. Rulin. That he was going to live forever and that the world was going to end in Y2K, 2000. right? Yeah, in 2000. <laughs> So yeah. isn't that what got everybody to move up north? From, that's what got everybody to. That's what got me to move down from Salt Lake to the Creek. Gotcha. Was that that got all of the Salt Lakers to move down? Wild. Yeah, that's what they called us. They called us the Lakers. The Lake. The Lakers. <laughs> we were the Lakers. I like that. <laughs> so then, when the world didn't end in 2000, <laughs> right. how did people react to that, and how was the whole? We how were just kind of like. Okay, next day, <laughs> next day, next day, next day. Like, I mean, I didn't really think anything highly into it because I honestly don't know if I believed it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was so young, too. True. I was really young. Um, don't remember a lot of that time. I mean, I can't tell you what I did last week or, like, what I ate yesterday, so right? I totally get that. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> Just, like, little chunks and blacking out in different parts. Like, oh. I smoke a lot of weed. It happens. Yes. Yes. So I, I want to loop back to Warren Jeff and I want to read those things that you sent me earlier on Instagram. Okay. Let me pull it up real quick. So Warren Jeff. Jeff's. Jeff's. Yes. Thank you. Warren Jeff's. Thank you. Um, he went to prison for having child brides and marrying other men to underage girls. And rape. And definitely, definitely rape. But with him still being, or with him still in jail, because he's going to be in jail forever, he's still preaching to the people, correct? 
according to what I see here, like I'm not a hundred percent sure, but this is this has popped up on Instagram. I mean, on Facebook first, I saw it. Okay, so what I'm gonna read? What is this called? It's a a revelation. Okay, so this is allegedly Warren Jeffs, and this was from July 31st of this year. So this was like a week or two, two weeks ago or so, not that right. long ago. And this shit's pretty wild. So I'm going to read a couple of things from it. Um, okay. So the first thing it says, it says, hear ye and behold, my wrath shall pour forth, pour forth against the children of North America who have not rallied against the unlawful confinement of my servant, Warren Jeffs. So that's saying that if you don't follow him, you guys are screwed. Well, mostly I feel like that that's coming against <clears throat> Against the the children that have been taught to rally against him, like me, oh, like okay. us, like the apostates that have kind of are doing what I'm doing right now, talking like I'm talking right now, mm-hmm. um, would be very much against everything he's wanting right here. Okay. So behold, my servant Warren Jeffs is is weary. My heart is wrought. Oh, quick pause on this. So. Warren is believed to be a prophet from God. Yes. So he's right or correct me if I'm wrong, right? Okay. He so, he he basically is the mouthpiece for God. Yes. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. So he's he wrote this allegedly, but he's writing it in third person as if he was God. That's how he wrote everything, all of his prophecies. That's insane. They all sounded they all had this this sound to them. You'll hear it. So he's writing it as if he's God, but he's talking about himself. So that's just a little backstory. Right. Okay. So behold, my servant Warren Jeffs is weary. My heart is wrought in sorrow for my servant as he has been subjected to the will of the wickedness of the world, which is not of the full covenant gospel order of obeying true righteous power of goodness and holiness. Translate that for me. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> okay, because so, that's what's weird were about all it. just words to me. Right? Okay, but then this next part, this is pretty funny. My servant, Warren S. Jeffs, has been prevented from becoming a full intimacy order with his God-given wives to full covenant of his spirit, body, mind, and soul, of obeying full covenant order of perpetu- perpetuating? Thank you. Of the spirit offspring children, of the mind, body, spirit, thereof, this unholy order way of being shall not stand. So that's saying that he's he should be allowed to be with his wives. Correct. And make children. Right. But you're in jail. Right. <laughs> but he's writing this as if he were God about himself. As far as I understand, then that's what's going that on here. Insane. Like, I'm not sure if Helaman wrote this. Like, <clears throat> there is a possibility that Helaman or the new prophet that's out there wrote this I, but i don't that wouldn't make any sense to me because it's yeah. always been warren that's always said everything it's so, never been like lyle never wrote his things or said things like this right it was always warren yeah so that's why i'm assuming that warren wrote this unless someone's making a joke which always could be of high possibility since it's on instagram and stuff so like we're not 100 percent, but we're reading this still because it's good <laughs> It, it's just it's just fascinating and it honestly blew my mind when you first read it to me i was like wait a second who's <laughs> he's talking about himself in third person right like, and that's... i didn't even really think about that fact because it was just like normal like how he yeah. talked yeah because why would you you're right. thinking that he's the mouthpiece to god and he's fitting right god speaks through him god okay i'm gonna read one more i think this is the oh 
Okay. <laughs> Read the second, that last the one. The last one. Okay. Cease your unnatural plucking of hair of eyebrow order. This, this directive is for men as well as women. I, the Lord, God, know all, even unto one hair that has fallen from your head. Cease your use of unnecessary balm of the underarm and natural chemical order. If anyone is faithful, I, God, will remove any unnatural smell from your waste places. Cleansing order. <laughs> this fucker is telling people to not pluck their eyebrows, to not use deodorant and lotion and perfumes. And then if you follow him, he'll make you not smelly. Right. If this is really him talking, that's that's like... I'm assuming this really, I'm assuming that if he is writing revelations, it's from him, unless this is a joke from somebody on Instagram. I mean, what's crazy is that it's, it sounds like a joke, but also the stuff that they preach and that they say, right. like, and, really and, isn't that crazy. The stuff that I've seen, and, I've, and yeah. there's even stuff of, like, these revelations and stuff that have already been written before this. Mm-hmm. Like, we could go find them on the internet, I bet, in some places. God, I bet they're somewhere. So do you think that there's people that saw this and now they're not tweezing their eyebrows and not wearing <laughs> deodorant? And if, oh, if if he sent it out, definitely. That's insane. Definitely. In fact, I know the people that are, if he really did send it out. So everyone's just going to look like Frida Cow with fucking well, like, full eyebrows? We never plucked our eyebrows out there anyways. I didn't pluck my eyebrows until I was, yeah, until like two years ago. <laughs> Yeah. So then if you were just a naturally hairier woman, would it be socially acceptable to kind of have like a five o'clock shadow or like a light mustache? Because mm-hmm. you, I know some women that did. Really? I remember when I first re- discovered that I like needed to shave some of my little peach fuzzes off. Yeah, I think I definitely have a like, kind of right. mustache. <laughs> I looked in the mirror this morning and had a really dark oh, chin really? hair. And I was oh, like, dear. oh shit, how long have you been there? <laughs> Damn. Oh. But it's, all the, it's always the women. The men are allowed to cut their hair. The men are required to. Well, not according to this anymore. Now, that I guess that's changing. For You know what they're saying? Now well, you can. Right. So where do they stop? Can they go like their eyebrows? Well, what about their their beard? Yeah. See, that's right? just so crazy. Or and is what, it just the plucking part? Like, can we shave around them? Can, can we, we wax? wax? Yeah. Like, or is it just the pluck? But then why can't you use tweezers? You know what right, I mean? Like, I what is know. it about the plugging? I don't know. Gosh, what is it? What is it about all the rules? <laughs> <laughs> With all of this. Yeah. And that's what's so crazy. And in, in watching the docuseries of like, this dude just says that God told him and that's what we're going to do. And everyone's right. like, cool. Not going to question it. Not going to. And like, if you do, it's like, well, just put it on the shelf. Exactly. Put it on the shelf. Keep sweet. Yes. God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> The whole of like, if you believe and I'll make you not smelly, that blows my mind. Mm. I'm definitely not a non-believer then, apparently, because I am so so sweaty and I have to wear deodorant. Like, I can't imagine. And then all those layers. Oh, my God. All those layers not being able to wear deodorant Mm. or perfumes. No, that wouldn't have worked out. And lotions, balm. Like, what? (laughs) What? That just. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's It's actually. Okay, if whatever, like, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> like, sure, I guess that's what we're doing. So, when you were a kid, what was what was the talk with sex and going through the changes and having puberty and all those things? Like, what did they teach you about that and getting your period? Like, 
So my mom um, made period products. Like she made pads. She made diapers too. What? Uh Uh-huh. And so she like had all this fabric and she was like playing around with all these patterns and stuff. And and, um, me as a kid, she wanted me to use them. She okay. wanted me to wash them out myself, like to wash the blood out of my pa- my own blood out of stuff, right? So she would make pads for you, right. essentially? Did you guys have tampons or anything no, that would... I didn't even know what that was. I oh didn't know God. what a tampon was until I was like 20. Stop. No, I'm serious. What? <laughs> yeah. No, Whoa. we didn't have them. Like, we had pads, like normal pads. Okay. Like, I got... I started using them. Probably not until I was like 18, though. But right when I, when mom was like trying to make me, like she was snoopy. She was super snoopy on me, too. Like she was, she came to me once because I wasn't using those pads. There's no freaking way I'm going to wash my blood out. So I'm just like, I'm just going to use a paper towel. Just shove a paper towel. Well, I didn't shove anything. I oh, just that's put right, because you just put it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just chilling. Yeah, okay. I'm just like, okay, we're just. She makes pads out of these. I can throw this away. So I just made the same thing, pretty much. <laughs> but then I'd have to go to the bathroom more often, right? And I'd yeah. have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, like, I got her to make me these really little, thin ones that I would use of hers, and th- because that's all I had access to for a long time until I was like, I don't even know. I started my period when I was 12. I was probably like 17 or 18. Maybe I was six. Maybe I was 16 when I was like, okay, I'm going to go buy my own pads. I might have been 16 because I do remember I had access to a vehicle at 16. So then you went and bought pads from the store, like right. normal like panty liners or whatever. Right, yeah, because I didn't want to use hers. So then when you... I mean, you had to have seen tampons in the store. Did that blow your mind the first time you saw it? Um, well, I was like, I, I, I think I talked to a girl about them, and she's like, you should try them. I think she actually gave me one. But I guess it wasn't that, like, I just, like, stuck one in and was like, okay, this is cool. I can walk around. <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything. I'm way Fuck more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so how was sex talk to you when you started to get your period and, like, get boobs and your body changes and all those things? It wasn't. So how did they explain getting your period? Like, Um, what did they say that was? So mom explained it to me, like, when I was 10. Right? Mom, like, you're going to bleed, and it's fine. It's normal. You're going to... It's probably going to be painful, and this is how... Probably going to be painful. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's... it's going to be painful, Mom. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this shit hurts. She's like, and make sure you tell me. And then she's like, this means that you're a woman now. And and I don't know, she's just like... I had, me and my mom didn't have a good relationship. Yeah. Right. And so that's how she told me. And she actually had this book. She had this book about about periods and stuff like that that she would like go through and read things out of it to me but there was this one section of it that was taped off taped off i never knew what it was in it because like duct taped oh wow duct taped off so you just pull the whole page out if you even tried and it'd be obvious if you tried to pick at it or something it was obviously something about sex yeah i knew i'm like there is something i don't know So when did you first learn about sex or like what was that when like when did that click of like um, 
make babies? Well, my brother actually um, molested me a little bit. And that, when I was eight, um, that more or less made me curious about myself. More or less, uh, and I didn't, I didn't ever tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. I would just like hide away from him and you know, try to be around other people when he was yeah. around and stuff like that. Um, um, and just avoid him. And pretty soon he just started avoiding me too. Because um, he knew, like, yeah. obviously. But that didn't make me curious. Um, so I started doing, playing around with myself after that. Like, I never really stopped. At eight years old? Yeah. I, I never really stopped out of that. So I'm like, I knew that there was, like, stuff down there and it felt good. But... Um, I had no idea that you like, what you were actually doing. Yeah, I didn't know. So if you if you had gone and told somebody about your brother, do you think they would have believed you? They would have, would have they been on his side or like they they probably would have believed me. But my problem was I didn't even know how to tell them what happened. How was I supposed to tell them what happened? Because you've never been you've never talked about right. it. No, I didn't, I didn't know. I was just like, okay, he must just be curious. And you don't know any better. Right. Why would you think that's bad or wrong? It's your brother. Right. Like, and then, and then, well, eventually I was like, okay, yeah, nope. But at first it was just like, you know, I was, I didn't know. You're didn't eight. Know. You're eight and had no idea. <laughs> yep. About, so what was dating not like, but how did they talk about dating and being young and obviously hormones, body going through changes? What was that like? Um, well, we didn't really talk about our hormones going or our bodies changing. Like we were just taught to cover our bodies. Um, and always be covered, right? Right. Like, so we wear dresses, um, and they, they were like supposed to not be like super fitted, but some of the girls didn't listen to that. They were sluts with the tighter oh. dresses. Oh yeah, there was. <laughs> I can picture some of them right now. <laughs> you know That's who funny. you are. You know. <laughs> I see you with your pulled-in dress over there. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so I think that that's a lot of the reason that, yeah, there's a lot of negative body image. Yeah. Well, they just didn't talk about it. Yes. Yes. And so when you finally, like, well, not not ever talking about your body like that, and I don't know if it was just me. I don't know if it was just my mom. But um, I never really thought about that food made me fat. Okay. I never thought that food was the reason. I always was like, it's something else, you know? Okay, but because, you just didn't know what? Yeah, it, it was always just, it was always something else. Like, we would just, and, and that right there, I just never looked at my body. I never looked at it and was like, oh, this is happening. Oh, this is changing. No, I never did that, ever. And then when you're covered from your ankles to your wrist, you're, you're not actually seeing your body. So you can't really see, like, maybe I'm fully starting to put on weight. Like, right. you're not, you're literally not looking at yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So when it, when it came to food, would, did they talk about, like, like, fruits are good for you and, like, pizza's bad kind of thing and, like, oils, fats, like, all those different, like, was that ever discussed? So my family was kind of a junk <clears throat> junk food family. Okay. Like, not all the families out there ate like we did. <laughs> okay. I know families out there that were very, very healthy and made all their stuff from home and everything. But my dad 
No, that wasn't him. He was the dad that went to the store and bought all the burritos out of the freezer. Everything <laughs> that was frozen that you could put in the oven and warm it up and eat, you know. So that's, that's how I grew up. That's, and the dad would take, me to the, take us to the station every morning. And we would get, I, he let me have coffee. And since I was like 12, I'd be able to go in there and get me a coffee. And I'd, he'd let me have a candy bar or a pastry or and a soda pop like he would let us go buy stuff like we would all the kids would go there especially like on sunday and saturday dude we'd have all of us in there at one time buying like and and, and oh, oh social security though oh my goodness social my dad security. did that right oh for for the checks you mean of yes. like getting money what do you mean so, by that then so you know how old my dad was yes right so think about this when i was born he was 65 okay he retires when I'm born. Think okay. of how many kids he has under the age of 19 at that point. A lot. That makes sense. Okay. You go and buy all Every the dollar burritos. Every single one of them gets Social Security because when he retires, we all get checks. What? <laughs> yes. Is That's that every how month? Security works. Yes, every single month. Then every one of the kids would get a check, and Dad would get his big check. Right. So ours were smaller. But every time that one of the kids would fall off until they turned 19, then, then the checks would all get bigger. All the kids' checks would go up. How much are the checks? Do you remember? So I remember them starting out at about four or $500 each. And that's a month? A month. And then by the time I was 19, I think I was getting like just over 1000 a month. So was that, when you were underage, was that going to you directly or that's what your dad was getting? And that's what my dad, my dad was getting it all for us. Like it was all through him. It was all him. It was because of his your retirement. Your kids, what the fuck? I know. That's insane. <laughs> so just to say the least, dad would spend money on us. Yeah, you guys were chilling. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoa. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he did that one good. He did the system good there. Um, but he did own some companies um, in his lifetime. Mm -hmm. Like he owned a nursing home and he he's owned a restaurant and stuff. So he made a lot of money okay. during his like younger years and stuff. So he had a lot of Social Security coming back to him. Anyways, but just the fact that he had all the kids just made it so much more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then, okay, we, we kind of got a little sidetracked. We did. Side just, you know, it all comes back full circle. Uh, when did you first like a boy? And then how did you, how was that? Like, a, What was that like? First like a boy? Yeah. And like, because you, you can't, you know, they don't encourage you guys to. <laughs> oh, if I said like his that. name on here, he would, he would, he would probably hear this. He could I mean, you don't have to say his name. You can right. just, but like, what age were you? And then did you tell anybody? Did you feel bad about it? I was like 10, maybe okay. 11. Um, and he worked at the store and he's like a cowboy. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's definitely much older than me. Um, but yeah, I fantasized a lot about him. I definitely did. And then I fantasized about his dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no shame, man. No shame. I'm at that age where I'm going to fuck you and your dad. Look out. <laughs> I'm coming for the family. That's the first time I've admitted that. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Okay. Uh, so then when did you have your first boyfriend? Um, so, like, boyfriend, we tried 
like I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I'm like, you want to be my boyfriend? And I, mean, I didn't even really like him. I didn't even like his smell. <laughs> I didn't like like. <laughs> I couldn't even stand like the, the way he, his kiss tastes, and Ugh. so like there was it, it just wasn't there, right? But it was like sex, so I was going for the sex, and I'm like, you want to be my boyfriend or whatever, and so yeah. And you were how old when you had your first boyfriend? Twenty-three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This was at so this was after you had left. Well, this was like during when I was leaving. Okay, like, and that whole the process. things, the bad things I was doing. The bad, the bad right. girl, you. Right. <laughs> right. I was testing the waters. Anyways, yeah, that was a fail. Epic. But I mean, you didn't know any better. I and didn't. You didn't know what you I were didn't. doing. I've and got so much better since. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> we learn. It's a process. You know, that's the whole point of dating is figuring out what you like and what you don't like. And Yes, very much. And I was 300 pounds. That's insane. Yeah. Because you're what now? I'm 145. Good for you, bitch. That's that's a, that's a life-changing. <laughs> and to yes. see the pictures of you, it is you look like a completely different person. I know. It's like, insane. And to I see went, you in the garden. I went back to the crick the other day. No, like in November. Literally, everybody was like looking at me and so shocked. They were just like, oh, who are you? And they were just like. <laughs> no one knew what to say really and then they were just like you need to go get some more meat on your body and at that time I was depressed and I was like going through a lot and I weighed 135 pounds so I was too light and I knew it but I was going through shit so be quiet <laughs> I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it right now I know <laughs> that's what matters is that I know and I know how to fix it and I did so you mentioned that you didn't have the internet until you were 18. Like, you guys didn't even... Computers were not a thing, right? Well, no, there were computers. Like, and I remember when I was really, really young, then they had the internet. It's just that the internet didn't really exist yet. Okay. Like it does now. True. You know what I mean? So it was like when we had our flip phones, right? We Mm -hmm. had flip phones. I had a phone when I was 12. I had a little, you know, on a blueberry and stuff. But when did the... When the iPhones started coming out, right... Those are the ones that had the internet. Okay. Like the, the eye touches and mm-hmm. stuff. And we could go and like park and get connected to the internet and stuff like that. Um, I do remember like one of my brothers buying a Wi-Fi card for his computer. So we had stuff like that. Like we had technology. But once we did get the technology, like the iPhones, then they were like, okay, you can't have internet. No, no internet. And, but you still need to be able to send emails so you can have the internet, but it will be blocked besides emails. Wow. Right. Wow. Okay. Yes. So you couldn't go on like Google or no. I guess Yahoo would have been what was Mm-mm. popular back then. No, it didn't work. <laughs> Unless we connected to some kind of Wi-Fi, which was definitely some that was bad thing to do. But I definitely started doing it when I started working at a hotel. Okay. That was one of the, that was one way I did find the internet was working at a hotel. Um, but before that, I found it by buying a drone. A drone? Yes. So I bought a drone and this drone requires you to get an app, but I have to go to the internet people to get the app because we can't get on the internet. So in order to get the app, I have to bring my iPhone out to the um, internet people and be like, I need this app. They load it on there for me or whatever. And do the thing. So in this app, it has 
training videos. And these training videos take you right onto YouTube. Oh. Right? So it was like a back door onto YouTube, and the internet worked for it. I don't know why it worked for it, but it did. Loophole. So, So I, me and my cousin, which she's still in the church, we literally stayed up night after night after night after night watching stuff on YouTube. With your mind just blown. Right. We were just like loading everything. Justin Bieber. We were watching um, <laughs> uh, One Direction. We were watching, um, like we were discovering music off of YouTube. Right. We were discovering okay. movies off of YouTube. We were watching Twilight. Um, we were watching Henry Danger. Um Let's see what I watch. Britain's Got Talent. Like I watched all these talent things and stuff. Like that. I just like there was just I there was so much. <clears throat> yeah, so much on there. <laughs> like we don't even think about that it's there anymore. Like now I'm just like I know it's there, but coming out like that, you're just like it's all there. You know, it's like whoa, whoa, what is this? What's this? What's a this? culture oh, this shock? Exists? Like yeah, exactly. This exists. <laughs> it's completely. I mean. Nothing that you've seen uh, right. that you've grown up with. When you were kids, what was some big differences between what girls could do and boys could do? Oh, um, so let's see. When I was really young, it didn't really matter. Like there wasn't really a difference there. But when the United Order started, that's when they started really making the separation and being like, boys can't live with the girls, boys have to live in this house, girls live in this house, um, unless they're under a certain age, of course. Even siblings? Like if you yes. were in the same families, so yes. you're splitting up families. Right. This is what the United Order did. It split families up. It split the <clears throat> members and non-members and the boys and the girls. Wow. Yeah. So That's it, a lot. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, it, it happened kind of over time. Like they put one there, one rule, and then one rule. Oh, so the meeting house. So when the United Order, they, they had us, the boys in the front and the girls in the back. Okay. They split us in half. Like you couldn't, the boys couldn't be in the back at all. So always the boys first, the men first. So is, is that what you guys were taught? Were, like that you were there to serve men? Yes. And like your purpose was to be a housewife? Very much. And be um, a wife? And Well, I don't know if I could say that we were taught to be a wife, but like women are supposed to follow a man. A man is the leader. He's the priesthood. He holds the priesthood, right? Okay. And a woman can't hold the priesthood. Well, yeah, because she just can't do that. You know, women can't do anything. <laughs> women can't do anything. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of the women out there, like, some of the women were in good situations. They, like, had good husbands, and they were taken care of. Like, not all of it was bad. Not all of it was, but there was a lot, a lot, I mean, a lot, a lot of trauma. So much trauma and brainwashing. Oh, yeah. All of it. With everything. Yeah. So, with your clothes, you made everything that you wore, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Besides our socks. Well, we did make socks, but we weren't really good at making socks. So then where would you guys you just get them from the store? Right. We okay. would go to Walmart and yeah. stuff. We had a Walmart like in Hurricane or St. George, which is like 45 minutes out of town. Okay. Just buy a shit ton of socks and come back. I'm like, who wants a sock? <laughs> just throwing them at everybody. Or we'd just go down to Costco and do a big old Costco haul. Like, so with that, like as far as shopping and eating and stuff like that, we normally just shop for ourselves 
for the most part. It wasn't until the United Order started and everything started changing that they started becoming like more of socialist and communist type okay. of a community where they would um, gather all the food and everybody would turn in their food. They would go spend their money and turn in their food to the storehouse and then it would be distributed to the community. What? <laughs> yes. So that's like something the United Order eventually did. So it was called the storehouse, right? Okay. And they would they would do that and they would also bring other foods in and like stock them in the storehouse. So a lot of us would just go up there and get stuff for free. At first it was for free. Shit kept on changing and then we eventually had to like donate and stuff like that. I don't know. It was weird. It was a lot so of you weird would stuff. So you would go to Costco, do a Costco run, buy all the stuff, and then come back and have to turn it well, in to somebody. Well, potentially, that's what we were supposed to do. But okay. Like, it got to the point where we were just like, we need food, you know? Well, yeah, you have 12 kids. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> well, at that point, we just, my family wasn't even together. I was completely living with my uncle's family and all the people that were living with them, so it wasn't a family anymore. It was okay. just a household. <laughs> So you would go and basically get rations, and they would tell you what you couldn't and couldn't have? Yeah, but eventually that didn't work out, so we just started going shopping again. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be really difficult with that many people there and that big of families. Right, and then they came and took Lyle for the food stamp fraud. They took, well, they took, and they did a raid out there. Okay. I can't remember. It was like 2014 or 15, maybe? They came and kind of, kind of raided. It was more for food stamp fraud that they were suspected. What is that? What, what was that whole thing? <laughs> um, I don't understand exactly, but they were like, had some type of proof that people were going into um, the dairy, which is a store out in our town, okay. and buying a bunch of stuff and like spending their money, but not actually bringing any food out. And so they were like making this theory that they were bringing the food out the back of the dairy and like loading it into a truck and bringing it to the storehouse. Like people were coming in there and just buying stuff for it. Oh, gotcha. With their food stamps, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's that was that was what I got out of it. But they did take Lyle and put him in prison and then put him in like a safe house thing with a bracelet and he got away and then they caught him again. He and tried now to he's cut out. Off. Now he's out. And actually, I've seen on Snapchat recently some of my um, friends from there posting him like pictures of him in Home Depot. They like <gasps> went and shook his hand. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then I'm like, that had to have been very traumatizing for you to go shake his hand because he's the one that everybody hates. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the bishop. He's the one that, that mm, was there to make it all happen was putting the pedal to the metal with everything that right. Warren was dishing out. Yes. So I remember in the docuseries, I'm talking about you guys were able to dress more lax before Lauren, or Warren, I'm Warren. sorry, Warren. And then when Warren came in, that's when he really started, like, you guys couldn't wear red and, like, certain colors. Ruben brought the red in. Ruben okay. said no red. So Uncle Roy was the most lax. Back in the days, like, my sister, my oldest sister, the one that took care of me, Mm-hmm. She would tell me that they were allowed to wear um, pants and shirts. The girls were when she was growing up. Okay. It wasn't until she was, I think she was 10 or something like that, when she would have to, to wear dresses, I think. I think that's what she told me. 
I'm not 100% sure. Anyways, I could be wrong because it has been a long time since I've talked to her about yeah. this. So don't take me for that <laughs> directly. Um, but I do know that they were more lax back in Uncle Roy's time. And Uncle Roy did allow some people to date. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Okay. And then they moved more towards, like, you couldn't wear patterns. You had to have solid colors. Everybody looks more uniform. Right. And, like, you wear this style of dress, right? The, the women wear this, like, general style, like, our each... Every person would take and add their little thing to it or do mm-hmm. their little thing or whatever. Add their details. Everybody sewed their dresses different. But in general, they were the basic same pattern. Okay. Right. Um, they have the collar. They come up to your neck. They come down to your like, certain amount from the floor. I can't remember. It was like you needed to have it like to your ankles, like just above your ankles. So I think we could have it like three inches above our ankle. Kind of like where your sock would stop. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then covered to the sleeve and we usually would have a cuff. Most of the girls would do cuffs on their sleeves. Okay. Um, then <laughs> eventually a lot of the girls would be like, pull their sleeves up and be rebellious and stuff. Ooh, show oh, yeah. some wrist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then they'd like undo their bun. Ooh. You know, trying to be, trying to be cool. Trying, trying to be cool. Trying to look sexy. It's right. like, oh, wow, she has her top yes. button undone. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did you guys go about swimming? What did you wear <laughs> to swim in? The same thing. Really? Yeah. You drowned. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't, I don't really know how to swim. Okay. Like I do now better, but also I was really big. So that could be a reason why I couldn't swim. But also the dresses really didn't help with that. No. Um, and whenever we would get, like, we had swimming pools. We would buy swimming pools, like, from Walmart. You know those okay. big swimming pools? The above ground ones? <laughs> and we would set them up in our yard. But, dude, we had so many kids in there at the same time that we couldn't swim anyways. Yeah. And they all had their dresses and pants and stuff on. The water would get dirty really fast because of it. Because think of all the fabric. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing an above ground pool full of people fully clothed. <laughs> Like that, you walk outside and you're like, what the it's fuck is going scene. on? Yeah. And that's why we had, that. that is, must be like one of the biggest reasons we all had brick fences around our homes. So you couldn't see in and see everybody in the pool? Being weird. Yeah. Mm. No, a lot of the homes out there, though, they were all fenced off. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of fences out there. Okay. So, and then with your hair, like I also saw on the docuseries, you guys had like a couple different ways and these crazy braids and how long would it take you for you to do your hair? Um, so for me, like on a day-to-day basis, <clears throat> I would do mostly just like the wave, you know, mm-hmm. the wave thing. And then like maybe a French braid or maybe I'd just do like a, a high braid or something, you know, but for the most part, not more than like 20 minutes a day. But if we wanted to actually do it on Sunday and have one of the girls comb our hair and have it look really nice and everything, uh, then we'd wash it and set it and let it dry. And then we'd do our hair, like our wave, some type of French braid or a braid. But when we would have somebody else do our hair for us, then it always looked better because because they have more control over it. Well, yeah, and trying to get your arm to bend a certain right. way. I mean, it's hard to style your hair normally, just like with a curling iron right. or a straightener, you know? Right. 
So on Sundays, then, like, the girls would literally line up and be like, comb my hair, comb my hair. Will you comb my hair, Clela? Oh, I, oh, I've heard that so many times. <laughs> heard it so many. Any other comments you have or? Um, just keep sweet and make sure that we all pray for Warren. <laughs> um, he's in dire need right now. <laughs> he needs to have sex. He yes, needs to have sex with I, his wives. I, and I actually went and I seen this thing online. Um, I seen it actually on Instagram about Warren having uh, one of the guards writing a report about Warren. And he, they were saying that he was masturbating over 15 times a day. What the fuck? Because if he had like, they were all like, he had a uh, lack of that he had. He was having sex withdrawal, right? He was having sex Poor withdrawal. Him. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a legit article from Claire back in like I think it said 2011 or something. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long, long time. But it's a legit article that came out Claire back of a guard being like, yeah, he was very much just very, jacking off all oh, the yeah. time. Well, when you think about it, it makes sense if you have a bajillion <laughs> wives and you're able to go fuck whoever you want, whenever yeah, you want, and right. no one's going to tell you no, then you'd go to jail, prison, <laughs> exactly. and oh my God, it's, oh. But then that's so funny because you guys are taught you're not supposed to masturbate. Right. And it's like, look <laughs> at you fucking jacking off everywhere. <laughs> God. Uh. Well, the leaders don't have to do what they they actually say right isn't that funny how that works <laughs> god god said that it was okay for me to do this he just called me right now and he said like, you can jack off all in your cell that's cool you don't have your wives you know it's not your fault you don't have your wives yeah jesus christ and you know i don't know if it was just our my mom that taught that i, I think it was the majority of them but um it was never talked about in meeting or in church. Masturbating? Like, like, we never publicly talked about it. It was always just like we were told it. And maybe the parents were told to tell us. Yeah. Because they did have parent meetings. But okay. they never had like meeting. They never talked about anything like that in meeting. Okay. So. Interesting. Well, shit. Crazy. Well, thank you again for coming on and sharing thank your you. story. Thank you and for having me telling us all these wild crazy i think it's fascinating like i just i just want to keep hearing you tell stories and talk about it because it's just so different and it's so extreme it you know and it's just i i love it i just want to try and understand it as best as possible but i don't think we ever really could without being part of it right and, and i want to bring you out there i want to just bring that you would out be there wild so honestly bad. i'm would probably burst into flames <laughs> <laughs> we totally sh I totally would bring you out there and just show you around because like it would be so interesting to you and it's just oh my so gosh. pretty there oh it's beautiful from the pictures you showed yeah. me gorgeous so. oh my god if if I were to go up and visit with you could I wear like what I wear normally <laughs> of course okay cool of I know course. that's a dumb question well, I show up in all black and a crop top and fucking booty shorts nobody out Fuck there yeah. okay we're going in there and I'm passing out the books of Satan <laughs> Like, we the witches, follow yes. us. Pay us your tithing. Yes. We'll yes. come take over. God, I love that. Okay, that'd be fun. We're going to wreak some havoc. And we can go hiking. That would be fun. Definitely go hiking over there. I'd be super down for that.
All right. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. I'm down. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank and you. Uh, just keep sweet, little lady. Uh, yes, we will. I will be keeping sweet. Do so. you want to drop your Instagram handle so people sure. can follow you? It's my first and last name. Spelled out for us. C-L-E-L-A-B-E-A-G-L-E-Y. Awesome. And I'll link it in the show notes. And if you guys haven't followed me on Instagram, follow me at Raven After Dark Pod. Now that I'm on Apple Podcasts, you can rate each episode. and or I don't know if you can rate each episode, but you can comment on the episode. So leave some comments. Tell us what you think. And thanks for hanging out, everybody.